0: Hi, everyone. A note from the editing suite, such as it is. Right now, David and I are sharing one mic between the two of us, so our sound levels on this episode are a little bit low and not what we would really like them to be, but we didn't want to re-record the entire episode. Hang with us for another episode or two, and we'll have new mics and better sound quality soon. Until then, thanks. adventurers. This is Kelly.
1: And this is David.
0: And this is the Adventure Within Reason podcast.
1: Episode two.
0: Today we're going to be talking about Afton State Park. But before we get talking, it's the first of November. And I'm one of those people who likes to talk about gratitude a lot during November. So David, you have something that you're grateful for?
1: Yeah, I suppose I I try to always feel a certain degree of gratitude but yeah, this time around, I, I actually wrote it down. So that's a, a little bit a little bit different for me. So yeah, I just wanted to say I'm very grateful that, that you and I both have friends who are eager to go on these state park adventures with us. Something we did not mention in our first episode is that neither of us own, own personal vehicles. So sometimes getting to state parks necessitates a little bit of logistical work. Sometimes that means renting a car from an agency. Uh, more often, it means borrowing a car. From a friend who's willing to loan us one for the weekend, or for a day, or for a few hours. This most recent adventure at Afton State Park, we were able to check it out with our with our buddy Andy, who owns a who owns a car, and you know obviously willing to drive us. So I'm grateful uh, not just for those prosaic reasons, but uh, also just because going and visiting a state park is always a lot more fun when you have someone to share the experience with.
0: So if you are a friend of ours and we haven't hiked a state park with you, we would love to just let us know. You can either tell us in person, because we're friends, or drop us an email at adventurewithinreason at gmail.com. And just tell us you'd like to hike a park with us. If you're a friend we haven't met yet, we'd love to meet you at a state park. So feel free to reach out. I, David, during November, and all the time actually, am very grateful that I have you to do these adventures with. I've been thinking about that a lot and it's really great to be able to have this as part of our relationship, so if you guys will excuse the um little bit of sugar this morning, i just I really love doing these adventures with you.
1: jeez, Kelly, I already had so much sugar in my coffee now it's uh now it's too sweet <laughs>
0: <Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da>.
1: <laughs> all right enough enough corniness, uh, yeah, all kidding aside um in all sincerity we're we're very grateful to our friends out there. And a little peek behind the curtain here at Adventure Within Reason, we have a few guests lined up for future ep- future episodes, fellow adventurers who are gonna you know go on a state park trip with us and join us on an episode of the podcast. So I'll save the re- I'll save the specific reveals for uh, you know a little bit down the road, but just know that that's coming. If if you're tired of listening to us at this point, well, that's not very good because it's only episode two. But if, uh, if if you if you anticipate getting tired of us at some point, know that we will have occasional guest hosts on the podcast.
0: Okay, great. So let's start our conversation about Afton, David. Afton was established in 1969 as the Minnesota State Park. There are a couple things that I want to talk about up at the top here for our fellow adventurers. The number one is that Afton actually has campsites, yurts, and cabins open year-round, so you can actually go out to Afton and camp during the winter, which is something I'm really excited about. I really want to get David into a yurt, so, you know, maybe a future episode will be a little bonus episode that we record in a yurt. Campsites aside, Afton also has some really great spring wildflowers, which, you know, I talked a little bit on the last episode about how I really love to go and identify wildflowers and it's not spring, but David and I were there last spring and there is a class of Minnesota wildflowers called spring ephemerals. And as far as I understand the information that we've gleaned from state parks, spring ephemerals are flowers that bloom in a forested area in the beginning of the year for a very short time. So they bloom from the time it's warm enough to bloom until trees leaf out and sort of take away their sunlight. So one of my favorite ephemerals is trillium. I can't think of, oh, there are others, but I'm not going to get too far into wildflowers right now. We'll save that for the spring. And uh, the interesting thing about Afton is that there's also a bit of restored prairie that has a really great interpretive trail, and it's a pretty short loop. It's about a mile. So not only will you learn things about the prairie while you're hiking it, but You'll also be able to walk through the prairie. It's nice and short. It's relatively flat. And in the spring, I haven't had a chance to see them yet, but one of my favorite spring flowers is the pasque flower, which is one of the earliest ones to bloom on the prairie. You'll sometimes still see them when there's snow on the ground. So those are my sort of opening notes about Afton. What do you have for us, David?
1: Yeah, I'll just add to your, your remarks about the prairie trails. Um yeah, when when you get to this park, the main parking lot is right by uh, what, what's called the interpretive trail, which is yeah about a mile, maybe like 1.2 miles. And something I learned um, the last year since doing these state park trips is that prairies are actually really interesting and actually um, are, are able to to sort of host a lot of um, varied wildlife, not just the wildflowers, but a lot of a lot of birds get their new uh, get their nutritional needs from, from prairies. Like birds that rely on uh, insects specifically are able to, you know, hunt for uh, grasshoppers and, and uh, flying insects and things like that. Um, so if you're a fellow bird watcher like I am, I guess I'm going to become sort of the birding correspondent on this podcast. But um, my first visit to Afton State Park was actually uh, about a year ago. And uh, the first thing I, I did was walk that interpretive trail and see, I saw... Literally, probably from beginning to end, probably about 200 eastern bluebirds, which is the state the state bird back from where I'm from in, in Missouri. It's, it was a really amazing kind of magical experience to see so many bluebirds in one location. That's something I want to just, you know, comment on is that if you're a fan of birding, d- don't, don't overlook the prairie trails because Afton State Park has a, a great deal of them. In addition to, you know, forested trails, there's a lot of prairie trails to walk. And there's just as much birding opportunities on those prairie trails as there are in the uh, in the forested areas.
0: Great. So, David, do you want to give us your bird report for the weekend up on top of the podcast here?
1: Yeah. So, this time around, you know, it's starting to get cold here in the Twin Cities. If we didn't mention it already, Afton State Park is about, what would you say, 15, 20 miles away from the Twin Cities proper?
0: I think a little bit more. I think it takes about 30 to 40 minutes to get there. So.
1: Okay. Yeah, so it's a, it's a little bit south, southeast of St. Paul proper. So yeah, so the, the the climate in the Twin Cities right now is basically the you know the, the climate we had there this past weekend. So I wasn't expecting a whole lot on the birding front, if I'm being completely honest, but I was pleasantly surprised when we got there. I immediately saw what I initially thought was a northern flicker. I, I thought I recognized the the, the the squeaky call of a northern flicker. Later in the day, I saw a red-bellied woodpecker making the exact same call, so... Uh, I realize now it was actually a red-bellied woodpecker. Not a rare bird uh, this time of year, but still a cool bird to see. Shortly thereafter, we sort of left the main trail for just a little um, little water break, a little snack break, and we're pretty pleased to see a tree that was full of cedar waxwings going after I can't remember, was it? Do you remember what kind of berries they were going after? It wasn't? Okay. I, I don't recall. Kelly doesn't recall either. But we saw uh, a couple dozen cedar waxwings in this one tree, and there was one bird hanging out with them that looked a little different. So I, I, ha- I had a very good pair of binoculars with me that I borrowed from the uh, the park ranger.
0: Can I interrupt you for a second here, David? <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, just something that I want to point out, like we like to boost Minnesota State Parks. Obviously, we have a whole podcast about it. But something that I didn't know until you started going to state parks with me is that Minnesota State Parks have birding kits and other hobby kits that you can check out and they will give you without a deposit and free of charge a nice pair of binoculars and a birding checklist for the park so that you can just go out and look at birds to your heart's content
1: yeah absolutely that's that's worth mentioning um every park we've been to has had at least one or two birding kits that you can borrow I think, you you know, you, you give them your contact information, but there's no deposit required, uh, no payment of any kind required. So yeah, uh, much gratitude to the, uh, the Minnesota DNR for uh, providing that to bird watchers. I, I know a lot of experienced birders probably prefer to use their own pair of binoculars. Yeah, if you have a pair that maybe isn't as, as, as great as the ones that are provided in those birding kits, I, I encourage you uh, to make use of those and, and to borrow them. They have birding guides. They have birding checklists that you can make use of. And obviously they have the binoculars. So for that reason, I was able to see the cedar waxwings uh, with a pretty good degree of clarity. The one bird among them that looked a little different, I, uh, I noticed was an Eastern bluebird, which I was not expecting to see, given that it's starting to get cold. And yeah, you know, those guys go south, obviously. Although something uh, quick digression, something I've learned is that very occasionally bluebirds will stay stay here in the Twin Cities through the winter. A lot of them apparently hang out at Como Park or is that, the, is that the proper name is it como observatory or como
0: i think it's como park and then there's also the conservatory and the zoo attached to that park. Uh,
1: conservatory not observatory I, I, i'm sorry mm. i misspoke yeah you, you're not gonna yeah, you're not going there to look at look at the heavens you're going there to look at the, uh, the wonderful plants that they have anyway yeah occasionally uh, f- more experienced bird watchers have told me that uh it's, it's not uncommon to see bluebirds stay here through the winter yeah long story short i was lucky enough to see a bluebird just hanging out with the cedar waxwing pals, and uh, that was most, honestly, most of the birds we saw that day. I I think throughout the the couple miles, we hiked along the river. I was hoping to see maybe a kingfisher, a belted kingfisher or two, but I didn't see any this time. Maybe they've migrated by now. But yeah, I saw a few red-bellied woodpeckers throughout the day, a number of cedar waxwings, and that one solitary eastern bluebird. So that's my birding report for this one.
0: Something I'm really excited to talk about today, and I've reached out to the DNR to find out some more information about this project. If they get back to me, I am so excited to let you guys know what I find out. However, I'll give you the details I have right now. Afton State Park is using a flock of about 60 goats to combat invasive species. So the goats are loose in the park, and they have access to fresh water and mineral supplements. And state park staff checks on them daily. And they'll be there for just a little bit longer this year before going home to what I assume is their barn. But the goats are eating buckthorn and, let me check my notes, honeysuckle shrubs. So this is a way that Minnesota State Parks is trying to combat these invasive species that choke out resources for our beautiful native species and it's an, it's an interesting way of doing it. At least I, I'm really fascinated by it because I think, you know, when we think about trying to preserve public spaces for the future, obviously you don't want to go in with a bunch of pesticides to clear things out. And I don't know if anybody else here has volunteered to pull buckthorn, but it is a hard plant to kill. It's really an intense experience to be out there pulling buckthorn. So I'm really curious to watch how this goat program shakes out over at Afton. I'm really excited to hopefully get some more information from the DNR on it. But if you are out at Afton State Park, keep an eye out for that flock of goats.
1: Definitely. I I, I like to think that those goats are having a good time out there, too. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. I did want to switch gears a little bit and talk about a trail that you and I hiked our first time there. Was it back in the spring, Kelly?
0: Yeah, I think we were there in April, May.
1: Real quick, I'll say um, I've I have now been to Afton State Park more times than I've been to any other state park. I've been there three times. I went there. Uh, my first time was a solo solo hike. I spent about four hours there, bird watching and hiking the trails. I made a few friends out on the trail. A, a couple fellow uh, hikers who stopped and gave me some advice and uh, told me which other state parks to check out. I went there the second time this this past spring with Kelly. And we went there most recently with our buddy Andy. But on that second hike, about, I don't know, what was it, like six months or so so ago? Yep. We, off of the main, um, or I shouldn't say main, off of the Prairie Loop Trail, which is kind of at the northwest quadrant of the park, there's a little ancillary trail called the Trout Brook Trail, uh, named for the trout brook that goes through there. By the way, if you know the difference between a brook and a creek... Let us know and we will send you a special prize in the mail because I don't actually know what, what, the, what the distinction is. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you know the answer, Kelly?
0: I did the research for you this morning. All yes. right. Well, you don't get a prize <laughs> then.
1: Forget the, forget the prize. Just uh, tell us the answer.
0: It seems like it's mainly just one of those odd things about the English language where there are multiple synonyms for one thing. However, some deep digging on the... On, Google results gave me this answer. Take it with a grain of salt. Like I said, a deep dig on Google. You can step over a brook. You can jump over a creek. You can wade across a stream. And you have to swim or ford, for those of you who grew up on Oregon Trail, across a river.
1: Well, hey, you learn something every day. Now I, now I know the difference. So yeah, if, if you're looking for kind of a challenging but but worthwhile um, excursion at this park, I recommend going on the prairie loop and then taking that detour. You'll go down a very steep rocky hill toward the Trout Brook Trail, which is kind of a, an ancillary loop trail that goes through um, off of this prairie region into a forested region named, obviously, as mentioned before, for the Trout Brook. So there are some very cool, like, wooden steps you'll go down at one point. There's a couple—weren't there one or two kind of— um, cool little, um, bridges that went across the brook. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So if you can handle that, uh, very long, very steep, um, trail leading down to trout brook trail, and then obviously you got to take that same trail back up. Don't forget about that. I would highly encourage you to check it out because it's, it's a very worthwhile trail. Um, one of the more obscure corners of the park. If you've got a lot of time to kill, and a lot of maybe, maybe time to appreciate the park is a better way of putting that. I encourage you to check out the Trout Brook Trail in addition to the uh, interpretive trail that we mentioned, which is kind of closer to the entrance, and, uh, you know, some of the more main draws of the park, which are, you know, the, the, for- the trails to the forested region along the St. Croix River.
0: Yeah, that Trout Brook hike that we took last year was really pretty magical. I always like to be down by the water, and Afton is a pretty popular park, I think, based on... It's distance to the Twin Cities. So, as always, (laughs) David and I like to get to parks really early. If he had his druthers, we would be there before they opened. The nice thing about Afton is that if you get away from that main trail that runs down by the water, there are really some beautiful gems to this park. To get to the Trout Brook Trail, which is about a mile and a half long, and is, I really want to stress this, you lose and gain a significant amount of elevation for a Midwestern park. You're to It's a butt burner of a trail. However, it's worth it because there are not a lot of people back on that trail, at least not in our experience. And the Prairie Loop Trail, this is, over the course of this podcast, you guys are going to listen to me try to convince you that the prairie is as beautiful as the parks up on the North Shore, but in just a very different fashion. So this restored prairie at Afton State Park is also well worth a look. Something interesting that has happened to me every time except for this one on the more than half a dozen visits I've had to Afton State Park. Afton State Park is home to some bull snakes. Bull snakes are sort of big brownish snakes and if you're just hiking on the trail, you may hear a rattle while you're walking along. Okay, big disclaimer, I am not a member of the DNR. So, I don't think that timber rattlers come this far north. So the rattling you will hear is most likely a bull snake mimicking a timber rattler in order to scare people off. Now, you know, something to know, I really just want to stress this because I don't want you to get bitten by a snake or any animal is that when there are animals in state parks, don't approach them. You're in their home, you're in their space. You don't know how they're going to react. David and I think that this is sort of self-explanatory. Don't bother animals in the wild. But you often hear stories about people who didn't follow great safety rules. So, that said, look out for bull snakes while you're in Afton State Park. They're really awesome. They do that awesome mimicry thing. Don't get close while they're doing it. Just don't be terrified.
1: Yeah, uh, Mystery Science Theater fans will will think of, look out for snakes! <laughs> if you don't understand that, it's okay. The, the right people will get it, though.
0: Yeah, David, do you have anything else to say about Afton? I mean, it was a really great afternoon. We saw some really beautiful fall colors uh, lit up along the St. Croix River because, again, we did that South River Trail this time through.
1: Yeah, um, I'll just I'll just piggyback on something you said a moment ago. This is uh, obviously it's uh, this park's close proximity to the city's mean uh, it's a great option for people who maybe aren't as uh, interested in like a long road trip to like a you know obscure corner of our fair state so if, if you're someone who likes the idea of going to a state park but maybe you don't want to drive four hours or six hours to get to one if you live in the twin cities this is a great one to revisit because uh, i i agree with what you said a, a minute ago uh kelly um i have b- uh varied experiences every time i go to this park it's not like um watching a rerun or something it's it's a different experience every time and i i would even go as far to say this is a great park to visit any any season out of the year, even, even in like the, the, heart of, or the, the, the middle of winter. I think this would be a very worthwhile state park to check out.
0: I'll have to check out and see if Afton does cross-country ski rentals. I'm not sure if that's a thing that happens in state parks. I know you can do snowshoe rentals, so watch the website for an update on whether or not you can get cross-country skis from Afton this winter, because I know they groom a lot of ski trails out there.
1: Absolutely. Uh, check out our website, adventurewithinreason.com, or uh, join our Facebook group, Adventure Within Reason Podcast. We will uh, keep you updated. Anything that didn't make it into the episode, we will uh, update you on on, on both in, in both of those places. Uh, you can also send us an email, adventurewithinreason at gmail.com, just like it sounds. If you want to suggest a park for us to check out next, or if you want to join us in your, uh, in your one on one of our adventures, reach out and consider that
0: I especially like somebody to talk to when David is very intensely bird watching. So it's always nice to have extra people.
1: You can try, but I'm going to teach you about birds uh, even if you're not interested. So <laughs> if, if that doesn't dis- if that doesn't dis- dissu- dissuade you yeah reach out to us via email. Uh, or on the Facebook group page, or I don't think there's a way to contact us on the website, but go to the website anyway, because uh, Kelly is putting lots of um, photos from our from our state park adventures on there. Uh, I think you're starting a blog on there as well, correct?
0: Yeah, I haven't actually written anything for it. I've been kicking around a few ideas, but yes, there will eventually be a blog also about our adventures. We're trying to build this up and really give you guys a lot of opportunities, not just on the podcast, but to help you see the state parks through
1: our eyes. Great. I've got nothing else. So um, as always, thanks to the uh, Minnesota State Parks and the DNR for maintaining such great publicly funded uh, natural spaces and and keeping them up and running. And thanks to all of you out there for, for listening.
0: Great. Have a great week, adventurers.